And uh, but we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, we, we, we gave a verse at the very beginning about the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I'm telling you, we need to get a revelation of all. We need to get a revelation of God's love. Amen? We just need to get a revelation of how good God is. And unfortunately, people don't know how good God is. And uh, I hate the theology, you know, and you probably hear me teach on this, that God is not doing it to us. In other words, if you're going through a test and trial, you know, it's not God putting a storm on you to blow you into a direction for you to follow him. Amen. No, some of these storms can be because of our disobedience. Amen. Remember Jonah? Remember Jonah had an assignment and uh, he had an assignment to preach to Nineveh and he got in a boat and went the opposite direction. Right. So he went in the opposite direction. What happened? A storm came up, right? Well, this storm, well, you say, well, did God send that storm? Well, what happens is that when we don't walk under the banner of love and we don't walk under the banner of obedience, we step out of the umbrella of protection and we get into the devil's territory. And so the devil has what I call legal rights to come against people that are, that are Christians that aren't walking out the Christian life. Does that make sense? In other words, see, the, what, what Lucifer would say to God when he accuses us, because he accuses the brethren day and night, the Bible says. The devil means accuser of the brethren. And he's accusing us day and night, but he's trying to find something to accuse us of. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So if we're walking in a place like Jonah of disobedience, um, then the devil will say, well, I was disobedient. You threw me out of heaven for that. He's being disobedient. What about this guy? Can somebody say justice? In other words, God is a God of love, but he's a just God too. And so he, God has to judge righteously. Amen. So, uh, so I'm going to talk to you about love today and I'm going to, I'm giving you my heart. Because I think there's been a gospel message that's been kind of preached, kind of this idea that, well, it's this once saved, always saved idea. That once you get saved, you're eternally saved, you're sealed, and there's no way that you can stop walking with the Holy Spirit. Now, some people believe in the doctrine of once saved, always saved. And that, that is a great doctrine. And you are once saved, always saved if you continue walking with God. And some may say, well, that's works, pastor. No, that's walking in obedience under God. That's following God. And I'm going to have some scriptures about this because I've done a lot of studying. And, you know, I like the idea once saved, always saved. But what bothers me about that is that people that leave church and I believe are truly saved and going back into the world... What, are they still, do they go still go to heaven? Amen. Are they really going to heaven? Uh, now, let, let me just say it this way. God has grace and his grace is big. His grace is big and he will give us time. He can give us years. God is so awesome. You know, the Bible says it's not, listen, I love this, I love this uh, scripture. It says it's the goodness of God. It's not the wrath of God. 
So I'm not trying to condemn anybody today, but it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But if you read before that, it actually says that, are you so arrogant? It actually says it pretty similar to, to that, that, that to believe that God hasn't done anything as you're walking away from him, that he's not, that, that, that his wrath, that something that, that, that punishment may not come down the road. Do you think that, that you, you, you think that because you haven't seen anything yet, any lightning bolts, that you're not going to be judged? And this is the problem. When we are Christians and we're walking with God, and it has happened to me in my walk, we can walk with God and have, and walk, I'm talking about walking with the Holy Spirit today. Amen? And we're walking with the Holy Spirit and we're doing things in God, we feel, and, and, and you're with God. You got the peace, you got the joy, you're doing things, but you can get to a place in your life where you can think that you're above the law. You think because you got some grace and because you have some grace on your life that, you, that, that, that all the rules don't count for you. Right? We, we, we tend to think that way. Those rules don't. No, no. God's not a respecter of persons. The Bible says God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sows to the flesh, what is he going to reap? Corruption. But if he sows the spirit, he's going to reap life and life everlasting. So, so here we want to talk about <clears throat> God's been doing a major transformation in my life. And um, he's been revealing to me that there's a harvest out here. And I've been out and, and God's been actually putting a love in my heart for the harvest. And um, he's just been really doing a great transformation in my heart. And, and really... I don't, I don't want the sinner to go to hell, but I don't want a deceived Christian possibly thinking they're living their, their, their life for themselves, living for themselves, out of church, living in the world, thinking that they have plenty of time that God, that the Holy Spirit's going to continue to walk with them. Amen. Boy, it's sober today. I can bring out some scriptures on that. But we're, going, we're talking about love, so I'm going to soften it up a little bit, okay? So, uh, okay, let me soften it up. God is love. And so, and so this is the key to our Christian walk. We have to have a sold-out love to God first. We have to love God first. In, in, our, in our theology, in our believing, God has to be number one Amen. over anything. He has to be over, number one over our convenience. He has to be number one over even our desires at times. He has to be number one. He has to. Why? Because, see, listen, Jesus modeled it out. Jesus, uh, he, he lived the lay down life. The lay down life. What I mean, he said you have to lay down your life Amen. if you want to find. He lived. A, in other words, he said, everything I do, I do because the Father does it through me. So Je Jesus never acted independently on his own will. He was totally 100% sold out. To the Father, 100% obedient. Amen. Amen. How many people are getting there? Amen. Amen. And, uh, and he was solely, solely told out. And that's the reason why <coughs> he could do all these miracles. He had the spirit without measure. And so, so he walked in love. And, and so we have the love of God in us. And let's just look at this. Love, love is the key. And I believe that God's bringing a harvest into this church. And we got to get a revelation of God's love for us. And his love for people. And when we start, no, not just 
witnessing, we need to love people. Instead of getting our idea, let's just change the idea of witnessing and let's just change, let's just love people. I'm going witnessing today. No, God never called us to go witnessing. He called us to be a witness. That means that we're supposed to live this, lay down life in front of people. And so if we're coming to church, because we come to church because we want to get a little bit of heaven down here on earth. And we want to we sense the presence of God. We want God to be pleased with us. Number one reason you should be coming to this church is because God wants you to come here. Amen. Not because you like me. Amen. It's because God brought you here. You're, you're, you're serving God. Right? Right? Not, not for me. And, and, and then and, and, and number two you, reason why you should come to church is not just for yourself. It's so that you can be a person that's holding up the body because you being here encourages somebody else. So when, when there's an empty seat and you're not there, uh, people are wondering where you're at or why isn't this person here. And so you don't realize how important you are in the kingdom of God. And you see, the, I, I, I came out of the jewelry business. And, you know, and uh, so I dealt with precious stones. And God just switched my, my occupation. I'm a pastor, and I'm still dealing with precious stones. Amen. You are precious stones in God's sight. Do you know that? Your rubies, your diamonds, you are precious stones to God. You're so precious. Do you know how precious you are? To God, he loves you so much. You are a precious gemstone. Some of us are coals becoming diamonds. In other words, a coal under pressure turns into a diamond. Amen. But we are turning into, the Bible says we're precious stones fit together for the, for, for the uh, tabernacle of God. We're, 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 and Jesus is what? The chief, uh, uh, chief, uh, 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 Cornerstone, thank you. The chief cornerstone. Help me preach this. And so, so you guys are precious. People are the most precious uh, uh, creation that God has ever created. He loves people. Oh, he loves people so much that he said, well, you know, uh, Jesus, you're going to have to become a person. Or, and, and you're going to live like a person. And you're, you're going to be just like them and walk it out. And you're going to show them how to walk it out. Amen. And so listen, you, 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 Jesus walked it out, walked in love. And, he, and, and the Bible said, this is interesting. This one really gets me at times. It said that the Son of God in, endured suffering so he could learn some things. Amen. No. He's, he endured suffering to learn some things. In other words, this Christian walk is not all about it's going to be happy all the time. You're going to have to press in. I'm, it's a war. The devil's after our souls. He wants to destroy our lives. And he wants to take us down to the pit. And he wants to wreck our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we got to have a foundation of love. Amen? And so to walk with God, we got to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> First, we have to walk in love, which is patient and kind. And I'm working on that. Amen. I'm working on my love walking and the Lord was revealing to me. He said, um, you know, Dave, you know, your church is going to grow, but you need to walk in a little bit more love. And I said, okay, I'm walking in love, Lord. I'm not going to get upset and I'm working it out. 
I'm walking in love, man. And, but there's always scenarios for you to get hot. Isn't it? For you to get upset. For, you know, for you to blow your top. And, you know, I, you know, we went out on Friday. We went out to the water park. And I'm like, I'm cool. I'm usually pushing you in. We got to get going. We got to go. We got to go. But I'm not going to be pushy because love's not pushy. Right? I'm not going to be pushy. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool because love's not pushy. Right? Love prefers the other. So she's kind of mannering around. I don't know what she's doing. And, uh, and then my mom called and said, can you order a book? And yeah. And she's mannering around. And so I'm not saying anything like hurry up or anything. I'm just, love is patient. And then I finally said, Yen, are you ready to go? And she said, uh, James, uh, wasn't he supposed to come here for the tickets? Because James gave us, us a ticket to the water park. He came earlier, gave me a ticket, which I didn't tell her. It was on the table. He went ahead and said, we can go. So we were waiting around for James that already went. And so it was miscommunication. Can you say love? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the enemy will try to set up scenarios to get us angry, to try to get us upset, to try to get us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So I'm walking in love. I say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, we got time. We got all day. So we go to, you know, to the water park and we're just, we're walking in love. And, and then there's just some other things that happen. You know, she, we had the kids in the water pool. She's in the water pool and, and you have to have these life rafts on. But she's standing with the kids and you got the lady, get them out of the pool. Get them, <laughs> you know, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, and I'm like, I'm cool. And, Yin, you know, Yin is very positive. I've always thought she was positive because I know I'm normally pretty negative. But I was being quiet that day. You know what I'm saying? I was just watching and watching my mouth and just being cool. Amen? And so Yin said, well, I don't like that. I didn't say anything. Because love doesn't complain. Love always is thankful. Amen? So you, then, you know, the kid gets some dipping Dots. And it's halfway melted. And then my, my boy runs and knocks the dipping Dots all over my you know, on my phone, I mean, on my phone case, my fanny pack that I had, and all this came up. And I said, hallelujah. Glory to God is nothing but a thing. Why? Because, you know, the devil wants the pastor to look like a, 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 an idiot. The devil, his whole goal is to make you look like a, a complete idiot in the public's eyes. He wants to make you look like a complete fool. Like you have no self-control, you know, that you lose it. And that's why the body of Christ is ugly. A lot of times the body of Christ is ugly because they're not really walking in love because they don't understand. And we don't understand as a church that we're living eternal life and not just living life. Okay. Now let me explain this. E eternal life is something different because you're, you're, you're living a life that's focused on heaven. It's not just living the natural life. Everybody lives a natural life down here. You go to work, you go to the grocery store, you do things, you go to events. It's living life. That's what we do. We watch TV, we, we get into the movies, we do all that, and we're living life. Amen? But, 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 but we need to be living eternal life. Amen. In other words, the enemy will try to get us so wrapped up in living a regular life, we forget about eternal life. And so this life becomes more real than heaven itself. And we get a little bit of church on Sunday morning 
But we need a little bit more than just Sunday morning church. We need God every day. And God started transforming my life just probably about four weeks ago when I started really getting seriously committed three to four hours a day in the word and prayer. Pastor, I thought you've always done that. No, man. Man, I, I was living life. You know, I'd go to the gym and uh, do it for myself and, and all that. But the Holy Spirit showed me, you can do all this, live life, and live eternal life. And it's so, and it's so easy because I'm a talker. I love talking to people. I love just, just that's just my nature. And, and, and I've, now I'm finding it's just easy for me to pray for people and just do things. I, I don't think I've went through a day without living life, without doing eternal life. Let me give you an example. I mean, yesterday I went to the, I went to the hot tub, right? Because I'm, you know, getting, getting at the YMCA. <coughs> and so this uh, guy asked me, I, I, I was talking to this one guy, I didn't have a chance to minister to him. And then I went, and while I'm living the eternal life, there's girls in bathing suits. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes down. Amen. I'm, I'm living the eternal life. I don't want to have eyes of adultery. I don't want to be lusting in my heart. Why? Because that can open doors. Amen. And so I, I want to make sure that I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and not walking with the devil. See, some of us are encountering some issues and problems um, because you, you are walking right. You are doing the right things. Some of you don't have a care in the world. You know, it's funny. I started really ministering the past couple weeks and really, you know, everywhere I go, I'm ministering. Yesterday, I was standing in line. This guy was a, um, uh, <clears throat> a lifeguard. And I said, hey, you work here? He said, yeah, I love it. I said, okay, cool. Young guy. And I noticed that his skin was flaking. And he looked like he had eczema. And I said to him, hey, man. He said, what? You know God can heal you of that eczema? He can? Boy, that's pretty bold. Yeah, he can. And I said, you know, I prayed for my girlfriend many years ago. She had a skin disease and God healed her. Really? Yeah. And did you know Jesus went around healing people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about Jesus. And you know what? I'm a disciple of Jesus and he calls me to do the same thing, to pray for people. And God works miracles through prayer. And, and, and I believe that God can heal your skin condition. Would you like prayer? He said, sure, I would love prayer. Thank you, you know what God is showing me? Life is made up of beautiful moments. It, it, yeah, I don't want life made up of hellish moments. I want life where I'm doing something and I'm, I'm actually bringing people closer to the kingdom of, listen to me, closer to the kingdom of God instead of pushing them further back. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 uh, you know, man, I mean, I can think of all the times that I, you, you know all the times I got mad and angry and got mad one time that I had all this change and I came in and, and put it into the, th the, the thing that takes all the change at the bank and it said it was closed down. It was a brand new bank. I said, what? I got all upset. I slammed it down. Said, Count it. I'm a pastor. That just happened three weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. But that was, that was a little. But we're not, we're not supposed to be acting like that. Love is not root. So what am I saying? Love is the key. And we have to have a love for God. But if you don't have a love for your people, then you don't, your love for God is shallow too. You know, we got to have a love for people. And we have a, have a love that you don't want them going to an eternity of hell because hell is a real place. It's, it's, it, heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. 
Okay, it, hell's not a concept. Heaven's not a concept. It's a concept. No, it's a little real place. Oh, it's just a concept to keep us doing the right things. It's not. No, it's a real place. And we got to understand that there's people going there. And the worst thing is that there's believers that are backsliding and they don't, and they don't realize that they're taking a gamble with their eternal security. Amen. Amen. And so we need to make sure that we're walking with God and walking in the fruit of the Spirit. And we're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. <laughs> self-control. Self-control. Ooh, man, that's a good one for me. See, I'm, an, I'm you know, by nature, I'm an emotional person. So the devil likes a person like me. See, people that are emotional and are really emotional people, the enemy can work on your flesh real easy. So I got to be very careful. That's why I have to fast. Why does pastor, you may not have to fast. You may have a personality where, you, where you're so rock solid in your walk with Christ. You're so solid that when a temptation comes your way, you like flick it away. Boop. You're rock solid, man. But I'm like, man, I need to fast because I'm getting angry. I'm getting upset. The works of the flesh is working. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we got to crucify. Somebody say crucify. The flesh. Paul actually says this, that he, would, he, he has to crucify his flesh, put his flesh under, lest he becomes a castaway. And what, I, what that's saying to me, unless God, he says, and another translation says, unless he becomes disqualified. Disqualified for what? The rewards? Possibly, but maybe disqualified for eternal life. Because we can't be hypocrites and serving God. What's a hypocrite? It's somebody that acts one way and does something else. Somebody that puts on a Christian face and say, I'm, a, uh, I'm walking the walk, but in the darkness, doing some things in the darkness that it's not right. And then we become hypocritical in our faith. Amen. We don't want to be hypocritical in our faith. So, so let's look at this. <clears throat> it says here, because you got people that call themselves Christians and living with each other. Living with each other. I don't know if they call themselves Christians, but some of them do. And they say God's okay with it. Well, God's not okay with us having sexual relations outside the bond of marriage Amen. because it's a covenant. And God has reasons for all this. He's not a killjoy. He's not trying to kill our joy. What, he knows that when you get intimately uh, acquainted with another person, there's soul ties, there's things that come in and can cause you a lot of problems. And you can get yourself in trouble because you have soul ties. And if they're not the person for you, then you're sleeping with somebody else's wife and they're sleeping with somebody else. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So if they're not the one meant for you, then you don't need to be jumping in the sack with them. Amen? And you definitely don't need to be living with them. And then if you call yourself a Christian and you're doing it blatantly, openly, with, with no shame at all, do you have any fear of God in your life? Do you? I have fear of God. I don't want to go against God. So people say, well, you know, God's okay with, you know, grace covers everything, pastor. Yeah, grace gives you the power to walk out of sin. It doesn't give you the power to walk in it. It's the devil that gives you the power to walk into sin. Amen. 
And you say, well, Pastor, there's a lot of scriptures that, that say otherwise. I've studied too, and, but I'm going to give you some scriptures today. I'm going to try to get you some scriptures today. Get you, I have my arsenal full today. And um, so I, I want to give you some scriptures so I can sober you up a little bit. Because I think sometimes we just need to sober up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Why am I saying this? Because you're not called to live your own life for yourself. You're called to live your life for God. We're not called to live a lackadaisy, sloppy life for God. We're called to sell out for God. Now, we can live that kind of life, a half-in, half-hearted life, but we're not going to experience it. See, I've been praying a prayer every day. Lord, I want the abundant life, and I want the abundant church. I want to see abundance in every area of my life. And, I, and, and, and Jesus, you said that I would have abundant life, and I'm not seeing abundance. Why? Have you ever thought about Have you ever looked at why? Some of you are prospering financially, but are you prospering in your soul? Are you still getting upset? Are, are, are you still dealing with the same issues? Are you still going through the same stuff? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So let's continue here. It says here, uh, the works of the flesh are evident. And it starts off with adultery. <clears throat> what is adultery? Well, we all know what that is. That's stepping out on your spouse. And so, but that's more than that. That's if you're in porn and you're looking at porn, you're stepping out on your spouse. Well, pastor, me and my wife look at porn together, so we're cool, right? No, it's not good either. Because you're, those are spirits on that. You're, getting, you're, uh, you're allowing those wrong spirits to get on you, and it's lasciviousness, and it will destroy your life. So, and if you're out there, a guy, if you're looking at it, you are, you are committing adultery. Because Jesus said, if you lust with your eyes, with, uh, with, with somebody uh, in, in your heart, then you already committed adultery. <clears throat> Amen. And so what, what I'm saying, we got we to gotta be careful because if we continue on a road of doing things like this, what a lot of people don't realize is that, that, that we're in a warfare. We're in a fight. See, see. People don't want to teach, and a lot of pastors don't want to preach that there's a real devil out here. And, 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 and pastors, and some pastors, they only want to preach the love of God, and it's all God. But it's not all God. There's a spiritual warfare. It's, it's in Ephesians 6. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're, there's demonic strongholds and spirits that are tempting us because what they want to do is gain interest into our bodies, into our personalities. And they want to start controlling our lives. And they come in to different parts of our personalities. And we're getting angry. And now because we've opened the door and got angry over it. Now we open the door to a spirit of anger. Yeah. Or we're dealing with fear. And we start fearing things. And then the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So is that a spirit of fear? Is fear uh, just an emotion? Or can it be a spirit? Yeah, we can yield to worry. We got to be very careful. We got to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. God has it in hand. God has the situation in hand. He's a big God. He's bigger than the devil. <coughs> bigger than your weakness. You might say, man, I'm in a, I'm a repetitive sin, pastor. I'm going to go to hell. If you continue in it, you might. 
Because what happens is you get saved and your heart's saved, but your soul's not saved, which is your mind. And if you don't get your mind renewed and get your mind lining up with your saved heart, then your soul can pull your heart into it. And the wants of desires of the soul pulls your heart right out of eternal life into natural life. In other words, your desires and your wants will get so strong. In other words, you don't want to love the world more than you love God. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.